I'm going to beat that slimy, greasy, dirty, disgusting animal. And I'm going to get you too, Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> This is Gravel Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to whether or not Mr. Thrill should buy a new phone or not. Because his dinosaur phone is repug. Okay, let's time out. It is, not a dinosaur, it is not a dinosaur phone. It is like three or four years old. Relax. No, it's actually a little bit old. The LG G4 is not that old. It's pretty old. No, it's not. Yes, it is. We're on the G7, so I'm three generations mm, behind. I think they skipped two years for one of the phones. They have bigger phones. They come out every couple months. Listen, I'm, you need a new phone. My phone is paid off. I'm good. I'm real good. That sounds just like you're being lazy to get a new phone. But we're not like more more cheap than lazy. Frugal, not cheap. Fickle. Fickle. <laughs> Anyway, you are listening to us on SoundCloud.com at Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples, the number two. Apples, you're also listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music. Hey, you got it. Got it? You got it. Stumbled a little bit, but I got well, through you got it. it. But you we're got getting through it. Yeah, we're get, we're it. getting better and better and better and better and better. I am the one, the only, the very sexual, the very <laughs> doit. What? Shades. What is happening? And I'm joined by my beautiful, oh baby, beautiful hosts, big and beautiful, <laughs> BBW. <laughs> oh, I like my girl, BBW. <laughs> Will the thrill, the Ponitarian, major English, you name it, I reads it, I writes it, I is it. And the enigmatic, the number one, the. Maddie Bizzle, double Z. Somebody double Z. bought a thesaurus this week. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Wrestle Kingdom yes. 13. That's right. Just wrapped up for us because we just watched it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It really wrapped up at what, 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning, something like that? Somewhere? So, if you watched Wrestle Kingdom at 3.30 in the morning, bless you. But if you didn't watch it, we're here. To give you all the hips and the haps. That's the hipsings and the happenings. The, the youth, th- thank you. Thank the, you. The youth are teaching me how to how to youths? talk cool. The, the youths. youths. The youths. The youths. The youths. That's a school team. They're bad. Don't follow the youths. I, anyway, <laughs> I don't know about youths. <laughs> Before we get into the first match, Maddie Bizzle, ring that bell for me. Okay, so before I get into the gauntlet match, I want to, I don't know, reflect a little bit on the passing of Mean Gene Okerlund, age 76. I don't know, Matt, how much you knew about Mean Gene, but I mean, if you watched wrestling, WWE from like the 80s to the mid-90s, and then WCW from the 90s to the early 2000s, he was... Integral. Oh, was he? Somebody else brought the Saurus this week, also. Mm. <laughs> it's for me. It's sad because, like, man, you remember me and Jane doing backstage interviews. Like, sure. he was the the guy. Mm-hmm. Him and Bobby Br- the Brain Heenan. Right. So, f- for me, I just want to, you know, our condolences go out to the Oakland family, for sure. and um, well. Let's get into some wrestling. Yeah. Rest in peace, Mean Gene. Rest in peace. His uh, impact on promos, the way people cut them, the oh, way yeah, that I mean, the company looks at those were forever changed by him. Yeah, as the ultimate example of doing backstage interviews. Like, that's that's the guy. You know? When you think um, of all the iconic backstage interviews that took place in wrestling history, outside of like the, the Scott Steiner math one, mm-hmm. they were all done. By Mean Gene. I'm, I'm, the one that keeps coming to my head is one with Ultimate Warrior. Warrior well, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know? uh, Mine is uh, the Macho what, Man. No, when the sign oh. falls. Oh, that's curses. That was my first. I wanted to. So, on the Twitter page, <laughs> when I posted that he had passed away, I wanted to post a video or something. And the first thing I thought of was that clip. And I was like, 
We are a PG channel. We're a PG <laughs> podcast. I can't. I can't. But that that's one of my favorite memories of being Gene because it's like that's who he was, you know. Yeah. So not to not to beat a broken drum. I was gonna use a different analogy, which is inappropriate. Yeah, speciesism. Yep. Oh boy. Yeah, you've been reading Peter, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Once again, rest in peace, Mean Gene. Rest in peace, Mean Gene Okerlund. I guess we can get into the first match, finally. Gauntlet match that pitted uh, the most violent players. Yeah. Uh, Nagata, Jeff Cobb, David Finley, uh, members of Chaos. I don't know. Most violent players are... Maccabi. I'm not going through their names. Oh, like, oh, going, oh, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. Because Jeff Cobb, I thought you were saying, I got, I got, Finley, they don't have a team. Okay. Eugene Nagata okay. don't have okay. a team. Okay. Gotcha. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, thank you for interrupting me. My bad, fam. Uh, Suzuki Goon and the Elite. Now, we do our predictions. We do our predictions. Yeah. <laughs> and Where we predict things. I was just completely upset. Just a full... Like, full rage from head to toe. Because we this... started the elite and your team of Jeff Cobb, David Finley, and Yuji Nagata. It's it's so messed up when, before the match is even anywhere near being over, you know you've already lost. And when... <laughs> as soon as they start the match with these two teams, I go to Matt, because so Jeremy met up with us a little later. Matt and I were watching it together. And as soon as I see the two teams in the ring, I look at Matt and go, Well, I'm wrong. There goes that. <laughs> Because, like, this is the first two teams never, well, they, ever, they ever did win the... get the first pinfall. Well, yeah. I mean, my boys were in there for a while. Yeah. At least. Mm. But the My boys came in afterwards, and then they got scooped. And and I was like, I Yo, the KO's got mopped up. KO's got taken out real quick. Yeah. I said, okay, I lost. David Finley rolled up uh, Yujiro Takahashi. Mm-hmm. I was like, crap. 0-1-1 already. And then Chaos comes out immediately afterwards, and I'm like, awesome. Two of us are starting over <laughs> <laughs> And then again, uh, David Finley rolls up uh, Chucky e. T. Mm-hmm. Matt, 0 and 1. And I'm sitting here like, oh, come on, most violent players. <laughs> come on, most violent players. Like, give me something. Suzuki Goon, come on, come on out. Yo, when Tell Suzuki Goon came out. Um, it's funny because I, so I go to Matt I go, we're doing the predictions. And I forgot about Minoru Suzuki. We're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this guy is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the second Suzuki came out, I was like, oh no, I'm going to lose. <laughs> I mean, I lost. It wasn't his fault. Because Suzuki didn't, didn't end up winning. But the minute Suzuki, I saw Minoru Suzuki, I was like, oh yeah, forget it. I mean, whatever. I should have just gone with them. I would have lost anyway. <laughs> but still, I would have at least been confident with going Minoru Suzuki and losing. So the team that eliminated your team yes. was Suzuki Goon, and in the finals we had uh, MVP versus Suzuki Goon. Well, MVP and Taguchi. And Taguchi. Yeah. So I, th- <laughs> I think this was Matt's first time watching Yano, right? Like you had never seen yeah, Toru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Matt had never seen Toru Yano before, and so as we're, we're you know, the match is going on, I explained to Matt who he is, and I go, "He's a comedy wrestler." Matt's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, he's he's kind of a goofball, like just." Just watch. And by the end of the episode, I'm like, I mean, by the end of the match, I go, man, I'm pretty sure you have a new favorite wrestler now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Yano's a goofball. Like, <laughs> and so after, after the match, he's like pointing at himself, and then uh, I think Taguchi looks at him, and he just goes, he shows like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love those dynamics. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, growing up, Hurricane and Rosie were just so, so goofy. Oh, I used to love the Hurricane. Uh, I used to love the Hurricane. I love Gregory Holmes. Yeah. For sure. But him and tag team with Rosie. Anyway, um, most violent players win. Yes. Now they get the they now they're the number one contenders for the never open weight six man tag team championship that they have to they have the match at the New Year's Dash. Yeah, January fifth, the night after Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, pretty long match. It was a gauntlet match, so of course it's going to be a pretty you know, lengthy match, but mm-hmm. um, not a bad start. It was fine. It was okay. Quick, you know, I mean, I don't know if... I don't remember if actually, Maddie, you watched Wrestle Kingdom last year. But I know... I had seen a handful of the matches. I don't think I've seen the full card. You've never seen the full card. Okay, so... I would have preferred the Battle Royal. So, same. 
I would prefer the Battle Royal. Same. Okay, I'm just, I, was, I was actually going to ask you that. It though. was fun. watching The, the Battle Royals are always fun, especially the way New Japan does it, because they pull out these guys who, like, they're from all ends of the indie world, and it's just... Like, that's the first time I saw Billy Gunn, like... But this is when I realized that Billy was still wrestling, mm-hmm. was when he was in the Battle Royal, I think, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Two years I was ago. like, hey... That's Billy Gunn. That's the one Billy Gunn. And he's still jacked. <laughs> That's Mr. Buttocks. Which he is still jacked. That dude mm-hmm. is, bro, I walked past I mean, him, and he is, he is a large My man. mother is in love with that guy. He is a large fellow. They were competing in WWE a couple years ago, were they not? Uh, about three or four years ago. I think like one and then they moved stuff. over to Japan, I'm guessing. I think the last match they had was at WrestleMania against The Shield. Yeah, that makes sense. Shield. Well, Billy does one-off stuff. His son's actually wrestling now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one last title run. Tag title yeah. run. So, the main card opens proper with what I thought, I knew I thought I had the opportunity to be the most exciting match of the night. Mm-hmm. And I think was definitely in the running for match of the night, if not match of the night. I think it was definitely the most invigorating <coughs> match of the night. It was the most what? Most invigorating. It was the most um It was probably the one I was... Or, uh, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, high volume. High right. speed. So, it was Will Ospreay versus Kota Ibushi. For the never openweight championship, and this is Will Osprey making his ascension from the junior ranks to the heavyweight ranks. Um, as I said before on a different episode, I believe the never openweight championship is usually given to guys who are not under exclusive contracts with New Japan. Kind of lets them put the belt on somebody that they can use when not have to worry about them dipping when they have the IC title or the world heavyweight championship, whatever. Mm. But I was expecting this match to be more flippy, especially considering these two guys and what they can do and mm-hmm. like Will Ospreay is a very flippy guy, like we all know this. And Ibushi can definitely <clears throat> and Ibushi can flip with the best. Yeah. Own, yeah. But this was more brutal and stiff Relentless. and hard hitting and yeah, than flippy. Mm-hmm. There were times when we were watching this match where Matt and I were just like, oh my like, oh jeez, oh, oh my god. There oh, was no. no give with a lot of these strikes, a lot of these bumps. When he, when Ibushi's in the tree of woe, and him and Osprey are slapping each other back and forth, and then Osprey just starts kicking Ibushi <laughs> in the face. And like, he, he didn't pull, yeah, he's pulling no kicks. Uh-huh. Get it? Instead of pulling punches, he's kicking. Yeah. 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 He didn't pull any <laughs> kicks. And Abushi comes out bleeding, and like Kevin Kelly's like, he might have a broken nose. I'm just like, yo, he might. <laughs> <laughs> he very well might. Oh. But Osprey does go over, and he wins and becomes the new never open weight champion. So good for Osprey. He's probably not going to have it for long. Again, this is just a stepping stone for him to get more into the heavyweight stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if he drops it at the next uh, big show, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Mm. The next big show is in what, June? Not June, excuse me, March. No, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Because you went to. April. April. Sakura Genesis was in April. Okay. So he'll probably drop it at Genesis. Mm. And if not at Genesis, then he'll drop it at Dominion for sure. Yeah. I remember walking out, they, they were closing this match, and Bushi was just, He was getting taken away on a stretcher. I was oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, Bushi's yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, that was a rough one. Yeah, was that was the one. end of that. But. Match following was the junior, uh, yeah, junior heavyweight, junior tag heavyweight team. tag team championships. So this match was quick. This match was like five minutes long. From uh, Jeremy was getting here around that time, mm-hmm. um, and I think the remember, took longer than the match itself. I think so. <laughs> I I walked up. I got the door for Jeremy. I came back, and God was getting pinned already. I was like, bro, really? <laughs> that was the end of that. Um, Rapungi three K dipping. Did he eat the, Did Rapunky uh, 3K eat the pin? I think... Uh, no, no, no. It was someone from... I think it was... Um, I think it was Kanemaru who ate the pin. I don't remember, to be honest. It was no, very Kanemaru quick. was on the outside. I think Yo ate the pin. No, okay. Sho. Sho ate the Sho pin. Sho ate the pin. Okay. That match was done one, two, three. So. I To me, this was like the lock of the night. I mean, Jeremy and I, when we did the predictions, we were talking about the fact that they were in Shingo Takage not too long ago. You told me Bushi did nothing in this match. Yo, Bushi was barely in the match. First of all, Bushi's wearing a, a t-shirt for most of the match, right? I'm like, Bushi, what are you doing? Like, why is your shirt still on? <laughs> the match started, like, six minutes ago. The match is only six minutes and 51 seconds long. So, like, what happened? Um, and then he legit had maybe one or two spots. He was not even in it. Mm-hmm. The last third of the match was just Shingo Takaki beating everybody up, and then 
he gets the pinfall victory because duh, makes sense. He's new to the company. He's new to Lij. They had to build him up. So, duh. That was the end of that. And I think our review of the match was longer than the match itself. Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was definitely. I think that was the only squash they really had. Every ma- other match went by for ten yeah. or fifteen minutes. Yeah, uh, more longer. Yeah, like Omega. Let's not. We'll get there. So we go on to our next match: the British Heavyweight Championship match. Champion Tomohiro Ishii, mm-hmm. aka Your Worst Nightmare. <laughs> Versus Zack Saber Jr. The only other person who's even remotely as scary as Ishii is Minoru Suzuki. I always thought I told I, we asked that question earlier. You know, yeah, you asked the question. Let's have that. Let's have that conversation right now. No, no, let's not. <laughs> Ask the question again, Jeremy. If you have, if you have to, get punched in the face. You said you have to have a fist fight. No, now it's just straight up punched in the face. Well, that's a lot easier, because a fist fight, bro, you got to endure. It's not just one punch. They can just like they just, they just keep you. going at they it. They can do the Will Osprey on you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the one punch. If you punch, have the yeah. one punched in the face. Oh, that's easier for me. Suzuki. Who would it be? Suzuki. Really? Bro, look how big Ishii is. You know why I would choose Tomohiro Ishii? Why? Because he would actually just punch me once. I felt like Minaro Suzuki would, <laughs> would like he would strike like mad sneak shots in there. He'll punch you once and then kick you once and then yeah. like stab you once and then shake you, you and then like bite you. Yeah. You just have the one punch. You just say anything else. <laughs> I'm just going crazy. Suzuki scares me. Suzuki scares me. I I have nightmares. Ishi, Ishi looks like the like the dad that would just show up to your door like, nah, nah, crap. Dad, they beat me up. Who them? And he just comes out shirtless. And just, shorts <laughs> on, like, just this gut coming just at you. Ready to rumble. But um, uh. for me. Because I didn't get to catch the Osprey match, mm. for me, this was my match of the night. Like, this is I, a good match. This is a really good match. and Clash of styles. Yeah. Completely different worked. styles. We're talking about strong style versus technical. Technical map-based wrestling. Mm-hmm. And what happened was a complete shock. Zack Sabre Jr. wins, but the way that he wins via submission, Ishii taps. No, he didn't even tap. He just like yes, I'm his, done. His, his, I'm done. his arms are restrained, right? Yeah. He, so he just he nodded to the ref and said, "I'm done." Oof. I they, mean, like, you and I both picked Zack Saber Jr., so like, it shouldn't be a surprise to us. But the fact that Ishii tapped to me is just like that's nuts. That's another level of that's um, nuts. I mean, this is his third reign as the British heavyweight champion. Yeah, I mean, it should be on a Brit. That's how I feel, but I like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be on a brand, you know? I agree. Good match. I mean, like I said, my match of the night, I think that for this, I was the most uh, invested in, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't not stop staring at Taka Mishinoku's hair. I was about to say, and we had a Taka sighting. Yeah. I think Taka's hair was taller than he is. Yeah. His... his, His flip? It was high. It was was up there. It was up there. But, yo, Taka looks nothing. If you... If I didn't know... But that was Taka. I would not have known that was Taka. He looks nothing like he did mm-hmm. during his WWF days. Nope. He's a, he's a big boy. Completely different. He looks older. He's larger. His hair is taller. <laughs> <laughs> Gets the extra three inches up there. But it's cool. It's cool what they did with Taka Mishinoku. I mean, that he's still relevant, that he's still doing stuff, that he's, you know, the manager for Zack Sabre Jr. But yeah, it's cool. It's pretty dope. Uh... Next match is the three-way tag team match for the IWGP Tag Team Championship, which features the defending champions, Grills of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tongaloa, who are accompanied by Bad Luck Fale and Jado, taking on Evil and Sonata from LIJ, and Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, or the Bucks of Youth. I thought G.O.D. was going to retain, because they're trying to rebuild Bullet Club, they're trying to build, you know... Uh, they're trying to push Tama, and so I thought... Right, good guy Tama. Yeah, I'm sorry, good guy Tama Tonga. So I thought this was like, all right, yeah, it makes sense. You put it on, you let G.O.D. keep it. You don't have to give anyone a new title. They just retain it, and you just keep it going from there. But <clears throat> much to my surprise, Evil and Sonata pulled out the victory. And not only that, Sonata was impressive. 
Like, he was strong, strong. Yeah. Typically, when I think of Evil and Sonata, I think of Evil. Mm-hmm. I know they're a pair, but I'm focused on Evil. I think Evil's the better of the two. He's my favorite of the two. But Sonata, he came out to play tonight. So, mm-hmm. or this morning, or whatever. That night. The- that <laughs> night. It was nighttime there. As I like to say right. when I go to work, it's morning somewhere. It was nighttime there. Fact of the It was morning for us. Fact of the This match was okay. I, I expected a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have the, the beef of G.O.D. and the Bucks. But they didn't play that. Mm-hmm. They played the good guys though, like Tom Matanga. It was more. It was almost trying more to shake, comical. Trying to shake their hands. He's trying to shake like, everyone's hand. He shakes Evil's hand, but then he gets that's technically a, a tag, tag in. <laughs> and then at some point, um, for me, this is Matt, probably my the worst match of the night. I did not like it. Matt had someone in this in the sharpshooter, mm-hmm. and instead of attacking Matt, he leaves him alone, goes outside the ring, and then tries to push the ropes over evil. To, to Evil. To get evil to rope break instead of like, I was like, what? Who are you even? Are, like, we, gonna, this... are we gonna talk about the fifteen cross bodies we've seen in the middle of the match? That Don't was Sonata, <laughs> bro. My God, you wanna you wanna oh, tell the about the, the well, well, it was just a repeated succession of at least six or seven cross bodies from Sonata to the outside between the Bucks and uh, Lij and. It didn't matter who was there. He it was, was just, everyone. He was. I mean, uh, it was just. It was out, it was, back it, in, it was, out, <laughs> back in, out. It was like, bruh, what? Slingshot crossbody back in the ring. Find someone new. Ooh, I didn't even hit that guy yet. Slingshot crossbody. Hey, that guy's new. Slingshot crossbody. I was like, yo, Sonata, you getting tired or not? After a while, the guy wasn't even new anymore. It was the same dude. He was just kept going. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's still doing slingshot crossbodies. At he's the practicing right them now. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's still at the Tokyo Dome, still doing it. I'm for sure. um, the, he's getting ready for the New Year's Dash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't. I don't know. I I, exp- I was excited for this match, and it was a letdown. Yeah, it was, it was a letdown. It was a letdown for me. The 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 best part about this match was Lij, two teams, two new tag team champions. This is true. Yeah, who cares? Growing theme here. <laughs> Growing theme here. It's about LJ's whack. I'm talking smack as if I don't like LJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but following this match was um, Juice Robinson versus the American Nightmare Cody and his as wife. As he wears his as he wears American, his American Nightmare, American Nightmare, Cody Nightmare t-shirt. t-shirt. However, as I foresaw on our prediction episode, Cody took that L to Juice and passed over the um, IWGP US title. To he juice. ate two pulp juice. frictions mm-hmm. to lose the match. Which once once Juice hit the second one, I was like... We hit the, he hit the first one. He gets him back up. Like, oh, Crossroads is coming in right now. Boom. And then, no, he hit the pulp friction again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, nah, I don't like to use this term, but ball game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... About three or four minutes into the match, Brandy gets involved, of course. Yeah. Because um, he's a Cody match without Brandy getting involved. Fact. <laughs> uh, so then Brandy gets ends up coming back into the ring again and gets ejected. So halfway through the match, she gets ejected. And yeah, it was ball game. But like, was it just me or was Brandy getting tossed super unnatural? Hmm. Like, I don't, the interaction between her and the ref... Maybe it's because the language barrier was there, but it felt overacted. Like, ow, what? Ow, no, no, no. I'm just like, yo. I didn't think too much about it. This is 101? I don't know. To me, I was watching, I was like, yo, this this is like lame, lame. I I don't know. I I thought it was, I mean, it didn't matter how it was going to happen. I guess it was, Brandy's extra. She's extra, so. But Brandy gets tossed out like every other match. Uh, it's, like, it's, it's like a story beat that they just do over and over and over again. Yeah. Well, and Juice Robinson, I'm sorry, but stop shaving your beard. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. That was like the first five minutes really, for you. I, I couldn't help it. He <laughs> looks so weird without his beard. Like MGK style. Your, your beard is weird. Was, without a lack of beard, it was weird. Well, it was weird. Beard. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lord. <laughs> I'm moving on to the next match. Please. Defending champion Kushida versus Bullet Club's own Bone Soldier, Taiji Ishimori, 
for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Dude, Ishimori is one giant muscle, bro. Bro, he is. That dude is I he, ripped He's got John Cena, Marky Mark face, <laughs> and he's just Japanese. That's it. Like, he is jacked beyond belief. His body doesn't look, like, it looks drawn on. It looks like one of those t-shirts that has, like, the drawn body. Like, it's insane. Mm-hmm. The guy just, I don't understand how that's a human being. And I love, and I was right, and the only one right about this. I was hoping you were wrong. Because if Kushida drops the belt, that means that there's more credence to the idea of him going to WWE. And I don't want that for him. You know the Triple H is made John Kushida. I know. He's probably in Japan right now. Trips? Yeah. Signing people. He's like, probably in Japan. Heard you lost. In a hotel room with Kushida. Crying to Kenny Omega. <laughs> 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 We'll give you anything you want. Vince will beat me if I don't come back with Kenny Omega. <laughs> I'll buy you a whole new Japan. <laughs> no new Japan. Copyright. Um. So my man, Taiji Ishimori, goes over. Boom, bam, boom. Bullet Club. It's first W of the night for Bullet Club, no? But was it the only one? Ugh, I'm bullish it was. First W of the night and... <clears throat> They lose gold and get some gold back. Whatever. I just, I don't know. I can't picture Ishimori as a champion. Maybe because I'm jaded because I knew, like, Bone Soldier? <laughs> like, hey, like, he's got the lamest name out of all of them. Yeah. But he's corny. I think he's corny. But whatever, it doesn't matter. He's a champion. He, whatever. Bullet Club. Too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so the next match so Matt had his American Nightmare Cody shirt on for Cody versus Juice the next match was for someone else wearing his Bullet Club Switchblade J. White shirt as Switchblade J. White took on Okada Kazuchika first of all you gotta throw my man Gato in there you can't just Yo, he was like, Jay White showing on his own. He Gato looked Gato like there, but... like he was freestyling. He had the, <laughs> like the Nike Nike sweater on and the and the white matching uh, Jay White. He had the Kango hat. Yo, Jay, I'm not gonna front. Jay White's tights was nice. The white yeah. tights with the with the, the red. White work. Yeah, I like. That. I was like, I, I like it. It looks good. You don't look like you're in Bullet Club, but it looks good. <laughs> Nobody, everyone except uh, Ishimori didn't look like they were in Bullet Club, but they used to like. Back when Bullet Club was at its hottest, everyone had something. I understand Whether it was that. the colors or the logo or a BC on their boots, something. I understand that. Does Suzuki Goon have anything that labels them in, in, in the faction? Does Chaos have it? No. LIJ do. LIJ's different. We're better. This dude Naito has We're like LIJ lo- logos all Everywhere. over his, yeah. his, his, his boots, everything. his trunks, his... His um his black dress shirt has L I J in the back. Well, he's like, everything. I need that. <laughs> he's got the L I J logo or the Destino logo everywhere. Yeah, that dude is a branding machine, and it works. But so this was so Jay White with Gato taking on Gazuchka Okada in this blood feud that is rooted in Jay White and his you know rise and ascension in New Japan. Gazuchika Okada's rise and fall and now rise again winning the IWGP and then losing it to Kenny and trying to rediscover himself and so this was a match that had a lot of story to it and I couldn't help but feel like this match was beneath Okada and I don't mean that to be disrespectful towards Jay White although I feel like that's an inherently disrespectful thought Mm -hmm. but like this guy Okada just finished like the most successful reign as an IWGP heavyweight champion in the history of New Japan professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. he's having a non-title blood feud with Jay White that's only 14 minutes long. Jay White is not exactly a big name in New Japan. He's an up-and-comer. So like I understand from the perspective of New Japan trying to build Jay White, trying to build Bullet Club and get the rub from Okada. But I just felt like this was beneath Okada. In respect to that, what else were they going to do, Okada versus Omega 5? No, I mean, that, that I when Kenny they... won, that closed the chapter on Omega Okada. 
Right. That's done. I feel I feel like that was the proper end to it. I agree. Um, so it's just like, I guess he's kind of in a buffer period, and Jay White. This is the first pay per view where Jay White is the leader of the Bullet Club, yeah. correct? So I think putting him in a match with someone a big name as Okada could help um, heighten his his standing in as as the leader for sure. And I think that. Which is why is, he went is over. what they needed, yes. Yeah, it makes sense. The booking makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just, for Okada's sake, I don't like it. And it's not because I'm the biggest Okada fan, because I'm not. I, I like the guy's work, I respect the guy's work, I think he's one of the best wrestlers on the planet, uh-huh. period, full stop. But, I just feel like this whole thing is beneath him. What if he comes out and he's like, I put my trunks back on, and I've lost my smile. Although, it was nice to, to see back. the trunks back. It was very nice to see the trunks back. Yeah, everyone was excited, especially those in the crowd. Bro, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It was a big... And again, it's part of the Okada story. But now I feel like it's wasted because his chunks came back and then he lost anyway. Mm-hmm. So are we going to continue this Okada search for, you know, his self again? I mean, I don't... What do you do with Okada from here? We have all of 2019, I guess. And that's a I question mean, that I have for somebody else is what do you, where do you go from here? I mean, it's 2019. It's... We're five days in. Yeah. I mean... <coughs> We are literally five days and it's 12. Okada <laughs> just came off of the longest, you know, heavyweight title reign. With the most offenses. Uh, man, I think he can chill for a while and then come back and do something crazy. Okay. Alright. So, uh, the, not the main event, the Co- penultimate match. Penultimate. Yo. There we go. This dude got that dish. I right went I, I went bought me at the source last week. I was like, what's a Theosaurus mean? <laughs> nah. <laughs> he got that dictionary toilet yeah, paper. So he got that ABC toilet paper, so every day he's got like a new word on it when he wipes his butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this word penultimate. He's like, well, I get to use this word. Hold on. Mm. Penultimate match. Nah, I had to just spin the man bun around, gear back in there, <laughs> get the big old words out from the back of my skull. Oh my lady. Like I said. New and improved. Matty Bizzle, double Z, double A. So, penultimate match. We got the energy. Kid. New year, new you. Listen, we don't say that here. Okay? Penultimate match. Oh, right, we get it. For, <laughs> I know, I'm trying to finish my sentence, guys. God! So, Tetsuya Naito versus Chris Jericho. That's right. That's right. As Mr. Thrill is sporting his Judas shirt. That's right. Of course. My, my boy Y2J, baby. However. Shut up. <laughs> even though this it. was a no DQ match Don't for the it. IWGP IC title. If you say that, it's true. I won't say who lost. I will just say Tetsuya Naito won. You know what, Matt? I don't like your attitude. Well, I'm trying to be positive here, Okay. <laughs> I'm trying my best, but um, in all in all seriousness, for me, this was my um, runner-up for match of the night. Yeah, it was a good match. Um, it ran I for agree. a while. They gave them time. A they told finishes. a story. Oh, the false finishes were excellent mm-hmm. in this match. Yeah, um, my biggest gripe was that Jericho's age is starting to show in some respects. I think he it can definitely roll with the best of them because mm. he is one of the best mm. of all time. Ever, yeah. However, this is not his prime. I think in terms of what he can physically do, his age is showing, but in terms of his storytelling in the ring, mm-hmm. it might be the best it's ever been. Sure, yeah. Um, I think if you look at his body... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking about... Like he's got dad bod. Yeah, for sure. His body has lost. He's out his torn step. with Fozzie, drinking beers every For night. For me, I, I don't necessarily think that. I mean, is this the Chris Jericho from like early two thousand or mid two thousand? No, but I mean, he put on a darn good match. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah he does. I'm not saying he can't go. I'm saying like, for example, 10, 15, 20 years ago, he would have gone on the top rope and have delivered a drop kick. Mm-hmm. Tonight or last night, whatever. He went up to the top rope and delivered a crossbody. Because he'll move his hip. 
And, and, but that's my point, and that's what I mean when I'm saying that his age is showing in what he can physically do. He can still hit a mean line salt. Though. Yeah, yo, that line salt was still perfect. Ooh. It was beautiful. Like it didn't look. That line salt did not look like a forty-something-year-old man. Nope. That nope. line salt was just Jericho's line salt. End mm-hmm. of story. And uh, he, he kicked out of a Destino, so I was hyped. As if there was a new listener, a new watcher of wrestling, and this was one of the first matches of Jericho, they would not be able to tell that he wasn't one of the best in the world. Is what I'm saying. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if definitely... us growing up knowing what Jericho has done and accomplished, we see. I think if this is your first Jericho match, I think you would still be able to tell, like, yo, this dude is a fantastic. You might not know what it is. Mm hmm. Because it's not so obvious. It's a storytelling thing. Right. It's more about the ignorant psychology and, and the, the work he's putting in the ring. It may not be so obvious, but I feel like a, a new fan who's this is like, this is their first Jericho match would still be able to look at it and go, yo, that dude's really good. All right, so let's deviate a little bit okay. real quick. If you can recommend, let's say, my monkey, Amanda, doesn't really know wrestling. Mm-hmm. She wants to know more about Chris Jericho. Give me a feud for Chris Jericho that you would tell her to watch. Oh, God. A feud? A feud. Man. I'm going to go through like every feud you've had see, in the last 20 see, something years. For me, coming from the Ruthless Aggression era, I have a different set of matches in my mind than probably you would, for sure. Okay. Um,. For me, it would be a feud, not matches. So feud, so a series of them. Yes. Gotcha. Um, man. You know, I was thinking about Shelton Benjamin the other night, and he put on a series of matches with Shelton Benjamin that were really great. I wouldn't say they were the best that you could... But it was, was it a program where they were in a program together? They, they were going back and forth together? for the IC title for a while. Okay. In 2003, 2004, I want to say. Okay. Um, but to, if I had to recommend one particular set of matches to... M- Someone like Amanda say, I would probably shoot with Jericho and Shawn Michaels. I would you say. could do something something simple like Jericho and Cena had a nice feud in Shawn Michaels. You can do. What would you recommend? It's hard because I feel like early in his like WWF WWE career, he had better matches than he had feuds. Mm-hmm. So, like, any of his matches that he had with any of the top guys, with the Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, all those guys, he never put on a bad match. But the way they booked him made, like, lackluster feuds. So that's my issue, is that mm-hmm. the way he was booked, they were never good feuds, but the guy could always put on a fantastic match. Mm-hmm. You know? This might be... His feud with Naito might be one of his best feuds of all time. In terms of like storytelling, yeah. In terms of the the actual feud itself and how it feels, I feel like this matters. You know, there's there's enough on both sides to make me care about this feud. He also make he he uh, does a lot on social media to keep it active. Yeah, because there's so much of a right. I think you know there's a lot of factors that go into it: language barriers and distance, actual distance, and the and, fact but, that he's doing other things. But, but think about that exactly. So think about this: there is a language barrier, but. The way Jericho performs in this feud, you wouldn't know it. Nope. You wouldn't would think they both speak English or they both speak Japanese. <laughs> the way Jericho treats Naito! this feud, yeah, the way he mocks fans and the way that they chant his name, Naito! <laughs> Bro, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And being able to see him bring that level of. Um... What, what was what was uh, Naito saying when he was making fun of Jericho in the in the promo? I remember but it was so fun. I remember laughing. He spit when when he spits him in, it spits in his face. The water. You <laughs> love that because it was like part of his intro thing. Yeah, it what was so funny. I don't know what it was. Like, I don't know what it was, uh-huh. but it was funny. But yeah, that was. Um, See, that's interesting. I think now I want to go back and, and revisit some old Jericho feuds. And... If you want to go back and revisit a feud, uh, Chris Jericho and Dean Malenko and WCW. Ooh, that's an easy one. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that was yeah. probably like in terms of early Chris Jericho. That's probably his best feud. In terms of mic work, that's probably one of his, like, his greatest, like, segments is the, uh, Dean Malenko's The Man of a Thousand Holds, I'm the Man of a Thousand and One Holds, and, and then he, he starts list. naming. <laughs> and they go to commercial break, they come back, and he's, he's still, still listing. Oh, it was the greatest. <laughs> See, but he was always good on the mic. You could, like, go back to any of the stuff with him and The Rock. 
him and Stephanie. Bro, some of the promos he cut on Stephanie. Oh, and we cannot cut here. No, 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 no. And they would not fly in today's day and age. But the promos he cut on Stephanie were, oh my, oh my lord. Brutal. They were rough. They were brutal. So, yeah, I mean, I think I was, I was, a, back it was I think the most PG stuff. one I could say was like, I'm going to beat that slimy, greasy, dirty, disgusting animal. And I'm going to get you too, Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I love Jericho. So to close out, Wrestle Kingdom thirteen, the main event, the main event, the winner of the G one climax, mm-hmm. Hiroshi John Cena Tanahashi <laughs> versus the IWGP <laughs> Heavyweight Champion Kenny Omega. Omega. Uh, accompanied to the ring by Matt and Nicholas Jackson. No, if you're going to call him Nicholas... Matthew have, and Nicholas Jackson. No, like Nicholas. No, their ring former names Former World Tag are, Team Champion. Their ring names are Matt and Nick Jackson. If you're going to say Matthew and Nicholas, then you call them by their actual birth last name, no. which is Massey. He, they were... What? Kenneth Omega... No, his name is Kenny. His ring name is Kenny. ...was accompanied to the ring by Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. So Tyson, Tyson Smith, Smith was accompanied oh. to the ring by Nicholas and Matthew Massey. Nicholas was so the you could champion, right? either let me do this, or we can go outside and fight. <laughs> <laughs> Send me your address. Send me your address. <laughs> Squirrel. The Fed House. <laughs> <laughs> my government on, on, on the podcast? What's wrong with you, boy? Oh, darn. Do we get Lucha House Party rules? Oh, now I gotta bleep that later. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Now you have to bleep this one. Defend House rules. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably have put that on my brain. <laughs> we all got moms. They all message us every once in a while. Where else are you going to get some some fun stuff like this? Nowhere else. Because other podcasts are more professional. And they have a budget. <laughs> and they silence their phones. <laughs> and they silence their phones. For me, I don't know if it me being tired or whatever, but nope. I, this match was not a good match just for the drag to me unfortunately and how many times do you say that with a kenny omega match you said to me i think maybe 10 minutes in you looked at me and you said does it kind of feel like kenny is and i finished that and saying phoning it in and you said a little bit mm. and that's exactly how it felt i felt like kenny was going through the motions i don't know if it was he was unhappy with the booking idea decision to put tanahashi over I don't know if he just didn't care, but he definitely didn't have the same fire fire and energy that we've seen him have during the Okada matches, during the Abushi matches, the Golden Lovers stuff, the match between the Golden Lovers and the Young Bucks, his stuff with Cody, his stuff with, you know, anybody. This almost felt like he just was going through the motions. Maybe that's because, you know, now that he... Was dropping the title, his contract is over. Maybe he's going to AEW, and so this was kind of just like a formality. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm speculating only. Do you think he didn't want to drop the title to Tanahashi? So I was talking to Matt about this recently, and I was like, I don't know. I don't. So to answer your question, I don't know. But I know Tanahashi is the safest person to drop the two. Yeah. Which is why I think this ended up being what it was. Mm-hmm. Because if Kenny's going to drop it to anybody. Tanahashi's the safest person to drop it to. Like you said, he's their John Cena. Mm -hmm. So if you had, let's say, AJ Styles, and he's got the title, or Finn Balor, and he's got the title, and he might walk out, who better to put it on to be safe than John Cena? Just put it on Cena, you know we'll be fine. Mm -hmm. You know? So, I get the booking. I hate it. I don't want to see the title on Tanahashi. I hope he drops it sooner rather than later. Tomorrow would be nice. Quick question. But, yeah. <clears throat> if the match was of better quality, would you have... Do you think your feelings would change at all? No, because I strongly dislike Tanahashi having the title. Okay. I think Kenny's six-month reign, especially when people have already been criticizing it for not being defended as many times or mm-hmm. not being defended in well enough matches which I disagree with the fact that there's been criticism of his reign and then you end it after six months to Tanahashi 
to me is lame. So I don't. The booking is what bothers me more than the match itself. The match was it was okay. It was thirty nine minutes of okay. At no point was I really into it. I was more into it to watch Tanahashi fail. When he hit the high fly flow through the table on nobody was probably my most excited part of them. I was like screaming at that part because I don't like him. I was just over the match at that point. I was like, we can get better out of Omega. And this... <clears throat> and it's not that Tanahashi's a bad wrestler. No. I don't think... By any was, stretch. I don't, I don't think that either. I just, I just wasn't a fan of this match. This match Wait, was extremely sluggish. <clears throat> and as the main event, it was... It felt like a main event that, rest, that WWE put on. It's like, nope. Don't want this. Especially out of Wrestle Kingdom. Because this is Wrestle Kingdom. There's a, there's a difference between this and another pay-per-view. Yeah. I was surprised that this was what they ended. The, or I'm sure New Japan had what, wanted something else out of it. Mm-hmm. But this is what happened. This is what they got. I'm interested to hear other people's thoughts on the match and on the show itself. Mm-hmm. I think the show was okay. Exactly. And I expect better than okay. From Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know? We expect better than okay from New Japan. Period. Yeah. But Wrestle Kingdom is another... another exactly. Year. Exactly. <clears throat> but, I mean... So I was saying, like, what do you do next about Okada? What do you, ne- what do, you do next with Kenny? If Kenny is not going to AEW... If he's not. Sure. If he resigns with New Possibly. Japan... What now? I guess we'll find out. I, I guess so. Uh, I mean, I don't... <laughs> There's a lot of rumors going around. Right now... Right now, there's two options. There, Well, like... There's three. Either he re-signs with New Japan, he goes to AEW with the rest of his cronies, with his homies, excuse me, not cronies, with his homies, or he jumps ship and takes that money. My thing with... with I don't, I don't see New Japan being an actual real option. Really? Yes. You don't think there's any shot of him resigning? No. Not after this uh, match. I think, like I said, there's only two options. I think it's either he jump shifts to WWE, or they try to get AEW off the ground and see what they can do with that. If AEW gets Kenny to sign, that's major for them. But again, I don't really like the whole friends dynamic thing I, I, I get a, a real WCW vibe from that mm. like just going to business for yourself I, they don't do that but I just I get that hmm. feeling I find it fascinating that you find New Japan to be his least likely destination I feel like WWE is his least likely destination for me it's like New Japan WWE and then AEW huh None of his guys are going to be in, in New Japan. Right. None of his guys are going to be in WWE. AEW seems... Oh, no I mean, he's got, he's got plenty of friends in WWE. But I'm saying, like, his BCE his, his, guys, yeah, yeah, his yeah, yeah, core yeah. guys, yeah. aren't in those two. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They're in AEW. Yeah. Or ROH, whatever. Like, right. And it also depends on what happens from the Ring of Honor New Japan AEW meeting. You know, what kind of relationship are they going to have? Mm-hmm. Is there going to be exclusivity? Is there going to be any sort of um, restrictions, etc.? Because if it, there's something where they're going to be more fluid and have a working relationship the way New Japan and Ring of Honor currently do, then I can definitely see Kenny doing New Japan re-up or an AEW signing and then flipping and flopping both ways. Mm-hmm. That's one reason why I find WWE to be his least likely destination. To me, it's like, a and W New Japan are almost neck and neck, mm. and then WWE is a foregone call. A thought. I know after the the numbers that you gave out, are they legit numbers or that? Like, that's just spec- that's what I saw on the internet. I have no idea if that's legit. I haven't like checked to see if Meltzer four has. year twenty three mil. Yeah, that's it's money. That's money. It's money. But can you make twenty three million over four years on the indies or you know? The question is, what happens to his name after those four years? That's another thing. 
is he going to be a twenty? You said how much was the contract possibly? It'll be four to five years. How how many? How much money? Twenty three mil. Twenty three mil. So if in four years, do you think he's still going to be able to go to anyone and say, uh, "I want twenty three mil"? No. Or I want twenty mil or fifteen mil. And like I think this was this would be his time. <clears> this is his cash him. cow. This is this is the year to get paid. And how old is he again? Thirty five. So if it's twenty three so, million over four years, we're talking about five point seven five million dollars a year. Okay, it's almost six million dollars. Almost six million a year. Do you think he can make six million a year on the indie scenes a year? I think if, dude, remember, Tony Khan, his net worth I think is actually more than Vince McMahon's. It doesn't make a difference. So it's not like AEW doesn't have money. I'm not saying that, but you can't. You got to pay other people too, for sure. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the actual numbers are, but I know the Bucks are doing plenty fine. They're yeah. making their money, are especially off merch sales. Are they doing Kenny's twenty? Probably making his own. You know, I don't. That, I don't. Again, I don't know the numbers. They mm. could be. That's something I'd like to look at. See, the thing is with money, especially at that point, <clears throat> I think there comes a certain point where it's like, do I want to be able to? Can I? They they will be able to live comfortably no matter where they go or what they do. The, any yeah, of these guys, sure. But the question is, can they live with themselves happily, creatively? Right. If they, they go to somewhere like WWE versus AEW, and I think that matters more to Kenny because he's the, the thing. money. When I think, I mean, this is for us saying that as we record out of bedroom, right? But. I think there's a point where it doesn't make matter if you te- make $10 million or $25 million. Mm-hmm. As long as you're able to buy a house, buy a car, pay for all your bills, and get whatever you want to be happy, and fly around the world as much as you want, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to matter. I agree. And I feel like, Ken- I mean, I don't know the guy personally, but I feel like Kenny Omega is the kind of guy who cares more about what he's doing than how much money's in his bank account. Right. I, I could be wrong, but I feel like that's the kind of guy he is. Mm-hmm. I feel like the payday, if he's going to get paid, it's now. But I feel like if he does another few years being happy creatively, then he can go cash out. Mm-hmm. Then he can, you know, follow AJ, Samoa Joe, um, Gallows Finn. and Anderson. Not Finn, because Finn is still young. Finn got plenty of time in his career. Sure. Talk about the older guys who went to go get paid. You know? Gotcha. Because AJ didn't have to do anything else. He's done. So he just wouldn't get paid. He's got a main event. Gals and Anderson. He's got a main event at WWE pay-per-view, but that's all. That's, that's all he's got to do. Get out of the pre-show, officially. So, <laughs> I mean, he's not married. He doesn't have any kids. He's 35 no, years yeah. old. Yeah. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't do drugs. This guy's whole he life just, is video games and wrestling. He's yeah. been literally just doing streams and stuff, like a Twitch video streamer. Video games and he wrestling. Could, that's he could, all he does. He could just take a year off wrestling and become, start Twitch streaming, and I think he probably be able to live happily with that. Just hang out with Xavier Woods all day. <laughs> exactly. Do another tournament. So, let's... We've digressed plenty. I think it's time for us to give our topes. Well, first, let's let's crown our matches of the night. I'm going to crown, with much bias, Will Ospreay and Kota Ibushi as my match of the night. You should have seen the things that William was doing when Will Ospreay came I down. I was so gay. I was so I was like, oh yeah, I'm so excited. I was like, I was giddy. Outside, be happy. <laughs> outside, <laughs> I was very giddy. But I, that's my match of the night. Uh, I'd have to go Naito Jericho. I mean, I like this uh, hmm. the uh, Tomohiro Ishii Zack Saber Jr. match, but I think Ooh. Naito and, and Jericho did a very good job storytelling. Right. Um, I would say uh, match of the night goes to. Uh, Ibushi and Osprey. Um, and runner up biased. for me, like I said, not bias. <laughs> right. Runner up goes to Jericho and um, Naito. Naito. And uh, I think there were. If I had to choose any one spot out of the night, it would probably be um, from the Jack Saber Jr. match. Jack Saber Jr. I mean Zach, Ishii. Zach Saber Zach Saber Jr. Jr. Oh, why do I keep saying Jack in my head? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Zach Saber Jr. Ishii. Which spot? Um, the. He did a flip, right? He did a flip into a pin, uh, power like a parable pin. I don't remember that. 
My my. You talking about when they like he at some like they were like rolling around and somehow he ended up into like a jackknife pin. There you go. Where we were just like, oh, oh yeah, that was yeah, it. yeah. I don't remember what happened, but next thing I know, it, it like, was so quick, it, it was, was over, so and it was quick. like, next whoa, and we, jack we, we all just like, oh, we were like, whoa. Uh, my 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 OMG moment of the night would be, uh, Tetsuya Knights are getting spiked on the oh spiky on the table. On the table. That was that uh, was a hell of a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have a spot of the night? I don't think I do. I mean, I don't want to be it's biased. Not, um... <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to say Osprey kicking Ibushi's not... face in the Tree of Woe because I'm a Tanahashi crashing and burning through the That's table. That's what I was gonna say. The high fly not... flow crash through the table. Eat a Tanahashi. I hate your face. Damn. Okay. <laughs> His face didn't eat the table. So that we have our our matches of the night. Yeah, and our spots of the night. And our riding. spots of the night. How about as a whole? Our topes. Our tope. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Three... 2.8. Wow, okay. I'd say a three. Three topes for me. I wanted my... Three. I wanted to give it an extra just because I know it's Wrestle Kingdom and New Japan, but that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Like I think brain, it deducts from it more. My brain wants that. to be like 3.25 because Wrestle Kingdom. But in reality, yeah, it's a three. That's a, that's a big old three for me. It's not lower, and if it is, it, it's as low as like Maddie's like two point eight, two point nine. Yeah. It's like, and it's not higher low. than it's not higher than a three for me. That's like a solid three oh. That's a that's a it's a tree spot. Mm-hmm. Definitely not better than Wrestle Kingdom twelve. For sure, not better than eleven. But how will be fourteen be? That is the question. Well, hopefully, if all goes well, huh. we'll be able to uh, find that out in person. We'll just we'll sneak onto a aircraft carrier and drop. Um, that's my um, that's goal, son. If we're going to we're going to WrestleMania this year. I want to go to WrestleMania next year. I'm gonna have the toss of the misses. You got a year to convince her, bro. <laughs> oh no, it's not convincing. I'm like, yo, do you want to go to Japan or? <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about spending New Year's on an airplane? Make sure you send this episode to Amanda. Okay. <laughs> no, she listens to all of our episodes. She actually, the, God bless. This is why I love her to death. She says, I stopped listening because she gets busy at work. Uh-huh. So she went back and she starts listening to all of the old episodes. Oh, bless her soul. She's like, oh. And I just messaged her. She's like, I miss you. And I'm like, hey, I miss you too. We're going to Wrestle Kingdom next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a Saturday next year. Sure. So, okay, so. It's on a Saturday remember, next year. We can fly out on Thursday the 2nd. Are you looking no, no, at no, 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 no. Thursday the 2nd, you banana. What's wrong with you? We're leaving like a week before. No, we're not. We're leaving. I'm we're spending New Year's in Tokyo. We're spending that Monday, and we're doing New Year's out in Tokyo. So we fly out Monday the thirtieth, spend New Year's on Wednesday the first. We go to the we go to Wrestle Kingdom on the fourth Saturday. New Year's Dash on the fifth the next day, and then either we chill for another week or we leave. Whatever, I don't care. I've been there once. I did it. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but you said it. You know, we'll talk you... about this off the air. <laughs> <laughs> Salivating going to right? Japan right now. <laughs> Let Thank you, Internet. <laughs> so wait, before we we sign off, we're trying... We're doing WrestleMania we trying, this year. We're doing WrestleMania this year. We're trying the Jericho Cruise this year. Oh, God. I thought we were doing that. Are we broke? Because I feel like I'm broke already. I didn't even get my money. I got money. Okay, so first of all, <laughs> you always broke. You, That's not... Son, you'll be in debt broke, and then still be buying stuff, be selling more debt, and then complain about being broke. Don't but y'all want to go to Japan and on a Jericho cruise. First like, all, you won't do it if you... I got dust bunnies in my pockets right now. <laughs> and I owe them money right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jericho cruise? Let's see what we can do. Let's, 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 see, let's see what it do, baby. Let's see what we can do with that. Oh, oh my God. We gonna be broke. Anyway, but, thank you all for listening to our insane review and recap of Wrestle Kingdom 13 oh, as first of many recaps and reviews for different shows Des, yeah cause you know what 2019 I almost said 18 2019 I, I want us to start doing more Ring of Honor shows and New Japan shows well, we're going to because we owe it to our fans that's right we hear you we care we love you guys we believe we believe in you well, no, I mean, you believe in us, maybe? I don't know. Please. It's late. It's late. <laughs> As always, I have been your host, Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Major English. Still haven't gotten that poem. I'll slap you silly. Joined by... The man of the hour. The man with the power. 
Too sweet, sweet to, to be, be sour. sour. That's my favorite one. Cream of the crop, rise to the top. Shades. And of course, the double Z, the double E, the new and improved Maddie Pistol. There's nothing new or, imp- I mean, what's new? It's 2019. It's going to be new. New you just gotta year, wait and see. New year, new oh my me, God. new year, new me. I'm never gonna hear the end of this. New year, new me, Maddie Bizzle. Double Z, double E. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you. Don't forget to, to tune in on Wednesday for our weekly episode. Don't forget to go to soundcloud.com slash grapples to apples, grapples number two apples. To listen to any episodes that you may have missed, go on facebook.com slash grapples to apples, that's grapples number two apples. And also on Twitter, don't forget to comment, like, share, subscribe, do whatever you got to do. Get us into other people's ears, as many ears as possible. All the ears. All, All the, the noises ears, inside of them. Everything, always, forever, never. Thank you once again. Rest in peace to Mean Gene Oakland. And we'll catch you all next time. Peace. Peace. Love. Watch the next day.